Hello everyone, I'm Harrison. And I'm Rachel. This week we're talking about weeks 21 through 24 of pregnancy, so stay tuned and join us on our journey to Meet Meet Baby Baby H. H. To start this one off, we're going to go through some of the things that are happening with the baby during weeks 21 through 24. So to start this time period, the baby is going to be about the size of a banana, and they're going to end the size of a papaya. Around 22 weeks, your baby is going to weigh approximately one pound, and if you haven't started to feel them move yet, you really should be feeling it by weeks 24. The baby is going to start using some of those organs that they have been working on building this entire time, and they're going to start drinking amniotic fluid to practice feeding and swallowing. They also are going to use those little ears and can hear and recognize mom and dad's voices separately. And the baby is also starting to grow a little bit of hair, which is really cute to think about. The baby is really going to start putting on some weight in these next couple of weeks, and they're gaining about a quarter of a pound per week. By 24 weeks, you hit this really exciting milestone called viability, which basically just means that your baby has a really good chance of surviving outside of the womb in the event of an emergency. There's still a lot of really important things that need to develop from this point on, and I believe that every day that your baby is in your womb equals about three days in the NICU at this point. So you definitely want them to stay in there and keep cooking a little bit more, but it is kind of reassuring to know that they do have a good chance of survival at this point. You definitely don't want them to be born this early because you don't want them to be in the NICU, but it is really reassuring just to know that if something did happen, the chances are now better that your baby's going to make it than they don't. And it's just really a great point throughout the pregnancy, and I think it just relieves a little bit of stress. So some of the symptoms that I've been having is I've definitely started to feel some of that exhaustion creep back in. As you can probably tell, I'm a little out of breath. The baby has definitely done some rapid growing, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But I definitely am feeling like my energy is kind of starting to go. It's taking me more time to just do those everyday tasks. And I have been feeling a little bit faint or dizzy and having some trouble with like almost blacking out or passing out. Rachel's been feeling a lot of those things like she's going to pass out when she's standing still or if she has gone a longer period of time without drinking or eating. So we found that we just tend to carry a couple of snacks with us everywhere we go. When we go on walks, we normally carry a water bottle with us, and it's just better for Rachel to keep moving. I have been so thirsty. Like, I feel like I can't drink enough water to satisfy that feeling. And I know that that is a symptom of gestational diabetes, which we'll find out in about a month if I have that or not. But for now, I have just been constantly like chewing on ice and drinking as much water as I can. I also am getting bigger. A lot of people have commented that I have popped because this baby is getting pretty big and I can notice that through the more pronounced movements and just kind of like the aches and pains of growing. When we're out and about, people are much more likely to mention the pregnancy to Rachel because she's starting to show a little bit. It's still at a point where I would be very hesitant to walk up to a stranger and talk about a pregnancy, but people are starting to be a little bit more outgoing when it comes to mentioning the baby. 
I've also started leaking a little bit of colostrum, which is kind of freaky when it happens, but also really cool to think that my body is really starting to gear up for when the baby is here. Rachel's also had a lot harder time sleeping the past couple of weeks as the baby's gotten bigger. And she really has been most comfortable sleeping on her back, but it's really recommended that you don't sleep on your back as your baby gets larger. We asked our doctor about this at our last appointment because we wanted to know just how important it really is, and they were able to tell us why that is the case. So you want to sleep on your side when you're pregnant because all of that extra baby weight is going to sit on your spine, and right next to your spine are these two major arteries that supply blood to your brain, but also are the two biggest arteries supplying blood to your baby. While that weight sits there, it's like if you sit on your leg funny, you'll start feeling a tingly feeling and you really don't want that if you're asleep. So. You want to try and get on your side even just a little bit. You don't have to be all the way on your side, but just propping yourself up a little bit is going to help with that. I'm starting to notice a lot more little flips and kicks with the baby, which has been really exciting. I don't know if we've quite figured out this schedule enough to where Harrison has been able to feel it while it's happening, but the baby definitely recognizes when Harrison is nearby and gets very excited and will start moving around like crazy. Rachel has started to get to the point where she's not always super excited to feel the baby moving because a lot of times they're kicking her right in the bladder. So she feels like she needs to pee even more often. And that's one of her biggest things about drinking a lot of water. She hates feeling like she needs to go to the bathroom. So this just makes it even worse. There are some times where pregnancy is just really freaky to me. Like if you really sit and think about oh my gosh, there's like a living thing inside of me. It can kind of scare me a little bit. And so sometimes when those movements come out of nowhere where I haven't felt it for a while, I kind of forget that I'm pregnant in a way. And then you feel that it scares me a little bit. So it totally is normal if you are having some feelings of like, this is really strange. It is really kind of a weird thing when you think about there's a human inside of Rachel right now, but it's also a really cool thing that this is how we get to bring life into the world. Throughout these past couple of weeks, we've had a couple of things going on. We've taken a few trips here and there, and we started out in weeks 2021 20, by going back to my family, and we helped them out with the garage sale, which was really a lot of fun. We were able to go through some of the things that I still had at the house and get rid of the things that we weren't going to keep, but probably the most fun that we had was looking back at all these toys that I had when I was little that my parents have saved with the idea of letting our kids play with them one day. It was cute to hear the stories of things that Harrison played with as a child that we now have in the nursery waiting for our baby to use. And also just like baby blankets and things like that, that it just feels really special to have those here. There also were a couple of really funny things. Like my parents had the crib that we all used while we were growing up and they have saved it all of this time to use it for their grandkids. And now that their first grandkid is on the way, they made the decision to sell it, which is really funny, but they just decided there's probably something better out there and just makes more sense for when grandkids are over. And so if you do happen to be in that stage of life and you've decided to sell these things, I guess you're not the only one out there. The Sunday that we hit 22 weeks was Mother's Day, and we had decided that 
I was going to celebrate it this year. There is some debate I've seen on these pregnancy apps of some women want to wait until their baby is actually earthside and kind of celebrate their first Mother's Day that way. But other people kind of feel like, no, I'm already a mother now and I want to celebrate that. We talked a lot about this because we were at church that morning, and you could see a very clear line on who thought that Rachel was a mother now versus who wasn't, and it tended to be that the men didn't think Rachel was a mom, but the women did. And we think this is really interesting because in our eyes, from conception, this baby is alive. And so that makes Rachel a mother and that makes me a dad. But even when we talk amongst ourselves about this, I don't really feel like a dad yet because I haven't had to change my life at all. I'm not trying to take care of and nurture this thing just yet. So I don't really feel like I'm there, but Rachel has. I definitely wasn't expecting anyone to get me anything, but it was more of like a personal, I guess I should say, I was expecting Harrison to get me something because it was something that we had talked about the two of us celebrating because it is kind of just an intimate thing between us right now. But as far as other people recognizing it, it wasn't a huge deal, but I just felt like I know my baby is alive. I am its mother. And even if something did happen at this point where we don't have this baby with us next year, I am still going to want to celebrate their life and the fact that I am their mom. Another thing that Rachel has been doing is going on a lot of interviews. Working while pregnant has been such a difficult situation. And I've debated just having a whole episode about this because there's so many things like the law has all these rules about you cannot discriminate to hire someone while they're pregnant. You have to provide certain things to new mothers when they go back to work, things like that. But it's not really like regulated in any way. And what I found is that when I would have an in-person interview and people could tell that I was pregnant, they would be less likely to reach out to me. But those interviews that I had over the phone went very well. And I usually got a job offer from that. Rachel's in kind of a funny situation because when we moved here, Rachel had a job that she thought she would do until we had our first kid. And that business had to downsize, and unfortunately, Rachel was a part of that. We were in a good enough spot that Rachel could take a little bit of time off for the holidays, so it wasn't really that bad. But now, as we're waiting for this baby to come, Rachel's trying to find a couple more things that she could do that aren't really super long-term that will just bring a little bit of extra money in. But it is really interesting how hard it has been to get some of these jobs just because... Rachel is pregnant. And everybody knows that you're not allowed to not hire somebody for that reason. It's very interesting and it's just an unfortunate situation. Yeah, it definitely has been frustrating. I remember telling Harrison that as soon as I am ready to go back to work after the baby is born, I'm definitely going to be more picky about the kind of job that I take because I'm the type of person that wants to stay somewhere. I want to find a job that I love and can stay there for a long time because I am so tired of starting over again and again. You spend so much time in your life at work and you really should enjoy the things that you're doing while you're at work. It doesn't have to be the only thing. I'm not saying that you should spend all your time at work, 
but you're going to spend eight hours of your day there for most people. So if you can find a way to enjoy it, you really should, especially if it means that you're going to have to be away from your little kid. You're definitely going to want to enjoy that work to some extent. Another thing that we've really been thinking about now that we have another human to provide for is what happens if either one of us aren't around or both of us aren't around to take care of this baby. And so Harrison and I ended up going to make wills during this time just to designate a caregiver and to make sure that if we got in some kind of accident that our baby would be provided for. It's definitely not a fun thing to think about, the potential of your kid being raised without you being there, but you need to think about it because you want to make that transition as smooth as possible if that does happen. And creating a will, I was surprised how easy it was. Rachel found somebody online, we set up an appointment, and we just went in and sat down with them and just explained where we are in life. And they were like, okay, we'll just set up this very basic will. We sign everything and we're good to go. It's not like you have to consider what items am I going to pass to who and all of these things. Ours are as simple as if I die and Rachel is still alive, everything I own goes to her. And if she dies, everything goes to me. And if we both die, then it will all spill over to the caregiver. It definitely has been a reality check for us to get our finances in check, make sure that we have things set up for our baby in the event that we're not around. And it is really sad to think about, but it also is kind of nice to be prepared for those things. That way, if something really unfortunate happens, you don't have to think about it at that time. After we made our wills, one of the things that we did is we took our baby moon. And we do have an episode on that coming out next week. We're going to share a lot more of the details, so stay tuned for that one. At 23 weeks, we came home from our vacation and we were super tired. Something that Harrison and I have started doing because I have had some forgetfulness, pregnancy brain, whatnot, is making a weekly to-do list. And so that has been super helpful for me to kind of recall household things that need done and for Harrison to know for his work and whatnot things that need done and really just trying to stay on top of things as best as we can. The weekly to-do list is amazing. I love it and I hope that we keep doing it forever because it's so nice when you have a little bit of time where you're like I want to do something but I don't really know what. You can just look at this list and there's a ton of things on there that I want to get done. Not everything is work or is for the house. Some of the things are just stuff that Rachel and I want to do. So we just look at the list and check it off and have a good time while we're at it. That weekend, we got to go visit Harrison's grandparents, which was super fun. It was really nice to see the both of them. And we were given some other little family items. I'll let Harrison tell us. It was very funny because we got to my grandparents' apartment and out of nowhere, my grandma was like, okay, so this is yours now if you want it. And it's like there's a really teeny tiny rocking chair. We're like, okay, so what is this thing? And it is the rocking chair that my dad used when he was growing up. And she has saved it saying that she would give it to her first great grandchild if they wanted it. So it was really cool that she's held on to this thing for such a long time. And now we have it and I'm sure our kid is going to love it. At 24 weeks, we reached viability, which was such a big deal in itself and reason to celebrate. 
But that weekend, my parents came over. We recorded our Father's Day episode, which will come out the Friday before Father's Day. And we watched the original Top Gun movie to prepare for the new one that is coming out. Rachel's dad loves this movie. So his birthday, he was adamant that everybody's going to go watch the new version that was coming out. And we watched the original with them to get prepped for it. And we were kind of ready for it to not be such an amazing movie because it's like 30 years old. So we expected the effects and everything to not be that great. But when you're watching it, the effects are actually very good because they did them all for real. And the only thing you really can tell is the camera quality is a little less. And we had a really great time watching it with them. And I need to find out what Tom Cruise's skincare routine is because he looks the same as he did 30 years ago. <laughs> we also went to our 24-week doctor's appointment where they were doing a follow-up to the anatomy scan. Our doctor was looking for the baby's kidneys and they wanted a better picture of their profile. And she was able to find both those things and said that everything is looking good. I asked how much the baby weighs because I was feeling like they grew a lot. And the doctor said that they weighed about one pound and 14 ounces, which from the last appointment when they were 12 ounces means that they gained a pound and two ounces in the past month. What's crazy about this is that is a ton of weight. But when you listen to the stats that we gave at the beginning of this episode, your baby is supposed to gain about a quarter of a pound every single week. And that is not that far off for our appointment. But at our anatomy scan, so at 20 weeks, they told us that our baby was in the 43rd percentile. And at this appointment, our baby is in the 93rd percentile. Big baby. <laughs> I also mentioned to my doctor that I was having these like blackout kind of scares. And so she ended up referring me to a cardiologist which is coming up in a few weeks, and I'm sure that we will have an update for you soon. Another exciting thing about this appointment that most people will probably not understand is they gave us the instructions for the glucose test that is our next appointment in four weeks. Not everyone is as lucky as we are. We get to take the drink at home. Well, I guess I get to take the drink. <laughs> I do want Harrison to take a sip of it, though. Yeah, I really don't want to. <laughs> So I'll take the drink at home and then after 45 minutes, go into the doctor's office. But there are some people that have to drink it at the office and sit there for the hour until they get their blood drawn. We're very excited that we don't have to sit there for this hour in between to just twiddle our thumbs and worry about everything. But one of the things that we didn't realize that I'm sure we'll talk about more in the future is you have to be very careful about what you eat right before you take this test. Some of my favorite breakfast foods right now are sweets. And so we're going to have to figure out, I guess, eggs or like a bagel or something that I can have that's not super sugary or salty right before this test. We're really worried that Rachel is going to end up with gestational diabetes because she has many of the symptoms that are mentioned when it comes to gestational diabetes. And to top it all off, at this appointment, we found out that our baby is now in the 93rd percentile. If you have gestational diabetes, you have a much higher chance of having a large baby. So we're a little concerned that that's going to happen, but hopefully it doesn't, and we'll keep you updated in the future.
We only have one month left of the second trimester, and the reality of bringing our baby home is starting to feel much more real. Next time, we are going to talk about our baby moon to Wilmington, North Carolina. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. Thank you.